Welcome to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast brought to you by Asphalus Advisors and the Disaster Recovery Journal. Crisis management in today's world is an ever-changing environment, and this podcast is our commitment to helping you navigate and have successful outcomes for any crisis you face. I am your host, Vanessa Matthews. Happy to see you guys. I'm an expert and specialist in providing insights and solutions in crisis continuity and resilience across industries from real estate and healthcare to terrorism in the airline and transportation worlds. No matter what industry you're in, this podcast will provide you the tools to build resilience for your organization. So we wanna welcome you guys back to another episode. Today, we're gonna to be talking to Justin Pierce. He is the uh, Director of Emergency Management for the airports for the city of Los Angeles. And the topic that we're gonna be talking to him about is re recruiting talent in emergency management. Before we get started, I wanna share a few resilience resources and reminders. The Disaster Recovery Journal hosts webinars every week on Wednesdays and the upcoming topics can be found on their website. Please use the show notes information and the links there to make sure that you get registered. And as Follis News, please check out the Road to Resilience training program and, and opportunities there. As always, you can also request me as a keynote speaker for any programs that you may have at asfollisadvisors.com slash public speaking. And lastly, if you have enjoyed our podcast, we would be so grateful if you'd be able to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps more listeners to find us and it also lets us know that you're getting value from today's podcast. So let's dive right in into our special guest into this episode. Justin, good to have you. Hello, good to be here. <laughs> we are excited. So you guys will get a copy of an article that Justin wrote on LinkedIn uh, as a part of the uh, show notes. That's really the basis for the topic of today's conversation, recruiting talent and emergency management. But before we get into all of that, can you tell our listeners how you landed in emergency management? Sure. Before I dive into that, Vanessa, when your folks reached out to me, that, like, that was the first time I was introduced to your podcast. And honestly, it is amazing. Like I'm so it's it's a fantastic podcast. I, I love that you're having these conversations with all of these great, interesting people across our industry. So job well done. And just thank you for inviting me to have this conversation with you today. Absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, I love I love hearing everyone's journey and how they got into emergency management. Uh, mine is like a lot of folks that are my age, where I was inspired by the events of September 11th and uh, that very, very tragic day that our nation faced. Uh, I was in college at the time and I just remember staring at my little black and white TV. And yes, I did have a black and white TV. Uh, with a lot of the folks that um, on my on my floor in my dorm and just staring there thinking, I want to do that. I don't know what that is, uh, but I want to do that. And that really started my journey uh, of crawling and fighting my way into this amazing industry that I, I, I love so much. Well, it's so what's crazy is nine times out of 10, people will say, I didn't go to school for this field, although I did. But to your point, most folks are like, I just kind of found my way here. <laughs> so I right. think that for people who are in this profession, it's interesting that we we mostly have a consistent story. <laughs> yeah. Yes, agreed. 
So um, I was introduced to your article by one of the folks on our team, Daniel Rector, as attracting, recruiting, and retaining the right talent. And we always say we're focused on the right people in the right seats, doing the right things, aligned to the right vision. And it's been a struggle. <laughs> so we read your article. I sent that article to our director of administration, who will also speak about um, recruiting and what her experiences have been in this field. And so question for you is, we're hearing from many organizations across the board um, that recruiting is a challenge. So can you share what you are experiencing as it relates to recruiting talent in the emergency management field? Well, first, I think there's a big difference. There's a stark difference between recruiting in the emergency management field on in the private sector versus the public sector. And so most of my comments and perspective will be from the government side, from the public side. And I guess I even just question the even like, do we even recruit at all? It just seems that um, that's one area that, at least from my experiences and the agencies that I've worked for, um, you know, there are so many rules which have their purpose and they're, and they're there to do, to do good. But, you know, recruiting is one of those words that's kind of like shunned upon by HR departments. And so I haven't really seen it done well. Uh, in my previous agency, uh, with, when I was with DC Homeland Security Emergency Management, I think that was the best structure that I've seen of a, you know, a, a state level emergency management agency. We had a pipeline set up, you know, where we, we, where we had three or four um, internship cohorts every single year, which is a lot. Each cohort had between like seven to 10 interns. And based upon their performance, um, many of those um, have the opportunity to become either full or part-time consultants. Um, and then that would help them position for full-time jobs uh, within, our, within our agency. And that was, and from what I've seen, the folks I've talked to, that's been the sort of the best structure. But when it comes to specifically recruiting, that's definitely an area where I think emergency management as, a, as an industry needs to improve. Why do you say that? Like why, just, just for you personally, like why is that an area that you've noticed that we really need some improvement there? We don't have a consistent win theme. When we talking to the sort of the next generation of emergency managers, how do we describe emergency management? I think if you asked 10 people who've been in the field for as long as I have, you would get 10 different answers. So it's not very clear and it's not very easy to articulate, you know, what an emergency manager is and how we make a difference to our communities. So I would start there with, with our branding. What is emergency management? Let's answer that question first. <laughs> and to your point, you will get like 80,000 different answers. <laughs> right. Our messaging is inconsistent, which is crazy because we counsel right. against that. <laughs> and it's confusing. And so if you're, you know, if you're looking to um, start a new profession or you're just finishing school or if you're coming out of the military, it's, it's confusing and you kind of don't know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, that's fair. So before an, an organization starts actively seeking someone to fill a position, what should they do to ensure that they are looking to the future and not just filling an immediate role? My first piece of advice would be to don't do what I've done in the past when I had to fill a position, which was as soon as someone 
um, had left an, the organization I was working for, I would immediately put out the job rack and start that hiring process, which alone can take six months to a year. My advice would be to pause and really think about what your organization's goals are for the next three to five years and those major initiatives that are going to support those goals and think about uh, the existing resources and, and skill sets and people that you have a part of your team now and really identify where your gaps are and then tailor those job descriptions and position descriptions to those gaps so you're not just trying to hire the person that left, but the person that you're going to need uh, in the future. Yep. Does that make sense? I mean, because if you think about it, I mean, each one of our roles should be aligned to the strategic goals and objectives that we're setting. So if we are not looking forward, then we're feeling we're basically putting a bandaid on it. Right. If you're a state or a local EMA agency and your training officer just left, but your next three years is gonna be focused on planning. And look, we do not have enough people in this industry supporting these organizations to support our community. Each position is so important. Uh, so, you know, if, if you're not gonna be doing a lot of training in the next three years and your priority is planning, maybe you need to hire another planner, even though that job position is dedicated for a trainer. You know, those are the things you, I think an organization needs to think about before they immediately jump in um, to try to hire, you know, a vacancy. So when hiring for you, what are the top three things that you look for in a potential candidate? That's a tough question. Um, There's so many. I, what comes to mind are sort of the intangibles that I'm not going to see on a resume. Mm -hmm. Those are the, what's most important to me. I think about critical thinking and problem solving. Going back to like, what's the win theme of emergency managers? I think at the end of the day, we're problem solvers. So finding someone who's very good at critical thinking and solving complex problems is a huge, huge key, I think for success in this field. I think secondly, um, someone who is self-motivated and you know, has that attitude of just put me in the game coach, I'll figure it out. I've seen those folks be very successful <laughs> in our field. Um, and I guess the third, and this is so bland, but it's true, is someone who can communicate and facilitate with a diverse group, of, a diverse audience, um, both, you know, in writing and, and verbally. It's so basic, but it's so important, particularly in our business. Um, to be able to have conversations and, and draw thoughts and ideas out um, of large, very large audiences. Yeah. So word or quote of the day, quote, put me in the game, coach. Put me in the game. <laughs> Shoot the J, right? Right. Hey, what project do you want me to do? All right. I'll figure it. I don't know. Never done that before, but you know what? I'll figure it out. <laughs> keys like yeah. i live for the people who say i don't know but i'll figure it out just yeah. give it to me yes right. <laughs> as opposed to giving me five reasons why you can't do it <laughs> right but unfortunately i think there are a lot of folks that will be like well i've never done this so you have to give me training and you have to tell me give me an so like look you take the initiative i trust you you're here for a reason you're part of this team you're you're crazy smart like i i believe in you yep i love it so 
job posting platforms. So we've had nightmares on LinkedIn. <laughs> no shame, LinkedIn, but just letting y'all know for the emergency management field has been a little bit hard. So my question is, what job posting platforms and techniques do you find to be a value add for the profession? I, I, you know, we use all of the same ones, which means we're all looking at the same people who look at those ones. And it's not very effective when thinking outside of the box. Everyone go, and I, I don't want to name them on the on the on the podcast, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. It's the same five ones where every single EM jobs posted and those serve a purpose and they have brand recognition. Everyone knows to go to those five sources if you're in the emergency management field. But I, I would what I would like to see is to be us able to do better recruiting and look outside of those to get those complementary skill sets that we don't necessarily have in our industry right now, like urban planners and data analysis and IT folks, these sort of cross-functional you know, skills and capabilities that we need to start to attract and recruit and bring more into our field because this is what we do day in and day out. Instead of just posting the job to the same job board where we know the same people are applying to everything that they they see posted. Yeah, basically those are that those non-traditional educational backgrounds that sometimes we don't pay attention to. Yes, yes, I am um, at my there was an HR manager who I, who was kind of showing me behind the curtain on how it works on the HR side. And he was like, Justin, there are 17 people who I know by name because they apply to every single job we post and they're, and they're in that queue and we have to evaluate them, right? They're like serial job posters. They apply to like every position out there. And, you know, I, I, I think we can do better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> all right. Last question for Justin. I, I could talk to him all day. So I often hear from people new to the field that it's very hard to get an opportunity. And I often get people on LinkedIn to reach out to me. It's hard for them to get into the door. How can someone new to the field get experience or a foot in from your perspective? First off, if anyone ever said that to me, I would reject that comment immediately. That means they're not trying hard enough. There are so many ways and so many opportunities in emergency management. It just takes a lot of hard work. And so if someone says that to me, I always question whether or not they're really trying. Join an association, join a, a non-for-profit uh, group. There are great organizations who do international disaster aid. You know, you got to go online, take all the free FEMA IS courses if you don't have any background in emergency management. Go, to, go talk to your local fire chief or police chief. Join an association, not just join an association, but participate in their working groups and those committees. Contribute more to the profession. And I know if you do those things, you will find a paying job eventually in emergency management because we are addicted to good talent. It's just hard to find. And so if someone says that, I would ask them what they're doing. And, and I can guarantee you they're probably not doing enough. They're not putting enough effort in to position themselves for you know, a, a, a job of their, of their desire. Well, look, I could talk to Justin all day long, but unfortunately, we've got to let him go back to the city <laughs> and do what he gets paid to do. I have planes <laughs> to land. <laughs> 
So thank you for listening to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast brought to you by Espalas Advisors and the Disaster Recovery Journal. Make sure you check out the show notes for the episode to see all of our upcoming events, programs, ways to contact Justin, as well as ways that you can support, uh, make sure that you are continuing to get the value from this, this podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to the show whenever, wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a review and share it with a friend or a colleague. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you for the next episode.